Welcome to the Sports Biz Pod, where we interview athletes, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders in sports and entertainment. I'm your host, Nick Hayden, founder at Sports Biz Group. This episode, we're really excited to bring on Matt Stover, an 18-time NFL veteran who played for teams like the Browns, the Colts, the Giants, and the Baltimore Ravens. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion and known as one of the third most accurate kickers in the NFL. He's currently running the Players Philanthropy Fund out of Baltimore, Maryland. We're really excited to have him on. If you haven't already, please like, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating wherever you consume podcasts. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to this Sports Biz Pod, where we interview athletes, entrepreneurs, thought leaders in sports and entertainment. We're here in Miami for Super Bowl week. We have a special guest, Matt Stover, and he is not only just a former NFL kicker, but he is the founder of Players Philanthropy Fund. Very good. There we go. <laughs> so I'm excited to have you on, first of all, because I'm a huge Ravens fan. But Growing up in Towson, right? Towson. Right. And what's been great is you played 18 years one of the most clutch kickers, staying poised and, you know, very, you know, prominent and stressful moments. So before we get into the business and what you're doing in the philanthropy, could you talk about like the mindset and what goes into being a kicker, especially in the NFL? I would tell you that one of the greatest uh, mindsets you can have as a kicker is to want the ball. Yeah. So many people think that they could be kickers and but they don't want the ball in that critical moment. Yeah. Uh, and every single game that I played in, I always prepared for that game winner. So I'm always ready. If you if you go out there thinking that you're not going to get it and you get it, you're not going to perform well. Yeah. So I would say that that's it. You want the ball, and and you want to be the player that the team can depend on and that they trust yeah. and that you've proven that time and time again. Yeah. So so what goes into that from a mental standpoint? Like, How do you get into that? How did you get into that where when you were a rookie, did you have that mindset where you're afraid to get the ball and then you kind of shifted? Or what, what kind of went into that process of wanting the ball? Well, as a kid, you know, I was a good athlete. I yeah. grew up in Dallas, Texas, and uh, I was one of the better athletes in my community. I won the punt, pass, and kick champion when I was uh, all the way through yeah. in 1979, aging myself a little bit. I also uh, uh, could run fast. I was a good uh, wide receiver. I punted. I played basketball, all the sports. But uh, I knew that I was limited when I was running track against Merton Hanks. Mm -hmm. Merton Hanks was a, a good friend of mine and a teammate at my high school. And uh, he ended up playing football for Iowa, ends up getting drafted in, I think, the second round and played 13 years in the NFL. Well, I was trying to keep up with Merton on the track, and I couldn't. <laughs> Everything I did to do, and then I get him on the basketball court after yeah. school one day, and, and I'd try, you know, every once in a while, you know, I'd, I'd make all the outside shots, but if I missed, it's over. It's over. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it's make it, take it, you know. Yeah. And so I figured out that, you know what, if there's one Merton in this, in this my high school, and there's 10,000 high schools, huh, how am I going to get the ball when there's guys like this? Yeah. So I knew one thing he couldn't do, kick. Yeah. So I really loved the kick. I never was told to have to go kick, and I just worked on it. Uh, honed in on my craft about my senior year in high school. Ended up getting a full scholarship to Louisiana Tech, who gave me the gave me the shot. Yeah. And had all four years there, and ended up being drafted in 1990 by the Giants. Nice. So tell us when, when you were in the NFL, what was one of your favorite memories? You know, on any of the teams. But you talk about that. You know, 
with this, the Ravens or anything, but what's your favorite memory that you've had from, from playing the league? Well, there's there's a lot of instances, a lot of plays yeah. that I can remember, but what, I, what my greatest memory is is the fact that the team trusted me to be that guy for them. Yeah. Because, remember, when that ball's out there and, and it's a game winner, yeah. they're relying on me to win this game. For them to trust me to do that for 20 years, you know, five with the Ra- uh, five with the Browns, 13 with the Ravens, so that's the 18. But I started with the, uh, uh, the New York Giants and ended with the Indianapolis Colts. And for th- for that to go on in my career, and that I, I didn't create that doubt in their mind over the, cr- the that cr- in my career, yeah. was the greatest memory I had. That's amazing. So yeah. transitioning into outside of football, where you've been keeping busy, you're helping a lot of athletes and doing a lot of great philanthropy. Can you talk about what you're working on now and kind of how you've leveraged you know your profile and your intelligence? as an athlete into into what you're doing now well i always knew that my career was coming to an end number yeah. one so year one i knew i had to transition start transitioning out so i interned for five years and learn how to do business network myself so that if it did come you know to an end i had a job yeah and uh so i could do that so i was learning during my the course of my time and during that time i was also learning how to give money away believe it or not if yeah. you make a lot of money much is required much is expected out of you so i learned how to give some of the funds away and with that i learned how that other athletes should yeah. learn how to do this as well so i created the players philanthropy fund uh it's a donor advised fund that we set up fiscal sponsorship contracts that allows them to operate as if they have their own private foundation yeah. but they don't they have they're inside of mine and i make sure that everything they do events programming whatever they do it's compliant it's legal and yeah. i do all the books and all the back office so mm-hmm. in, in the long run I make sure that the money and the philanthropy they're trying to do yeah. is legitimate and it's on best practices so that they don't taint their own brand. Amazing. So can you talk about the mindset, I guess, you know, being a clutch kicker and, and what goes into that? How are you kind of using that same mindset and skill set into what you're doing now to kind of portray that into business? I'm very hyper-focused. I yeah. think if you try to do too many things. As a kicker, I had one role. Yeah. I'm not a quarterback. I'm nothing else. All I got to do is kick that ball. Yeah. And there's so many times you try to make kicking that ball so hard. Yeah. And you just got to realize, just kick the ball, right? Yeah. I had to tell myself that so many times. So in business, what I've done is I know that I can't be everything to everybody. So what I've decided to do is, is create a platform that only does the back office yeah. for their philanthropic work. Yeah. I'm not in there running the events. I'm not in there helping them raise the funds. No. My job is to make sure that every dollar that is deposited and raised and then distributed is all legal and compliant according to the 501c3 law. That's amazing. Yeah. So to wrap it up, right, we're beginning a new decade. It's amazing. It's very exciting. Can you talk about what is most exciting to you, whether it's your family, your philanthropy, anything you're doing in business? What are you just most looking forward to for the next decade? Well, uh, being that I'm 52, my uh, I have two older children that are out of college now. I've got daughters getting married in April. Life continues to go, right? Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to spending the time with my wife. I mean, she has given up so much for the 20 years of my career and all this time with these children yeah. that I'm looking forward forward to her and I be best friends again because I've known her since high school Amazing. so I'm really looking forward to that and of course being with my children at some point in time grandchildren yeah. <laughs> so you know and, and it's a family but yeah. also within that my social responsibility of somebody that has influence in my community that I'm giving back and I'm teaching others how to do the same thing throughout the world yeah and so that to me it's a greater cause uh, it, it allows me to you know have purpose in my life and Amazing. have significance I think that's so much that people want because you think that your significance because of the sport that you played and all yeah. of a sudden it's gone mm-hmm. and it's like what was that all about yeah uh, it's it's who you are and, and what you've developed over the course of those career that will can aid you into your next life that's amazing well thank you so much for your time thank you
This is amazing to go check out what Matt is building and, and connect with PPF. him on .org. Let's do it. Cool. <laughs> Thank you so much. Go check it out. Thank you. Yep. Thank you so much for tuning in this episode of the Sports Biz Pod. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you haven't already, connect with us on all social channels at Sports Biz Group. You can also visit our website, www.sportsbizgroup.com, for amazing resources, events, newsletters, and ways to get an edge in the sports industry. We look forward to continue to unveil new amazing episodes with special guests. Please reach out at any time for any recommendations, ideas, or ways to collaborate. Please go give us a five-star review and subscribe. Look forward to seeing you next show.